You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. So you do come in with the woo right off the front. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Because for some reason I thought that what you want came before the woo. And okay, I got it. I got it. Woo! Woo! <laughs> All right, here we go. What you want, baby, I got it, what you need, you know I got it, and all I'm asking is for a little respect, when you're home, just a little bit, hey baby, just a little bit, hey, when you get home, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, find out what it means to me, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, Take care of TCB. Oh, yeah, baby. There we go. Got it. Queen Nailed of, it. Queen of Soul. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Aretha. Oh man, we are not doing that song justice, but rest in peace, rest in, oh, respect and peace, respect Aretha. and peace, Aretha Franklin, Indeed. queen of soul. Wow, 76 years old. It's, it's nuts, pancreatic cancer. Yeah, awful, <sighs> awful. Well, let's uh, let's uh, little cheers in her honors. Yes. Indeed. To you, Aretha. Cheers. Mm. <sighs> ah, yeah. Good stuff. Oh, yeah, good, 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 good stuff. So, if people have paid attention to the title of this episode, they notice huh. something's a little bit off here on today's episode of Grounds for Discussion. Discussion. That human being right across from me on this little small table that we're on is Adam. And this human sitting next across from me, um, highly exaggerating the smallness of this table, is John. Yes, Hello. I am. Hello. I, I'm not exaggerating. It's a small table. It's a small table. It's a, sm- it's a small it, table. It's huge. It's the biggest table you've ever seen. <laughs> but we get it done. Yes. That's what counts. That's exactly. That's what counts. And this week, we're getting something completely different done. Yeah, so we're starting a new segment here. This is episode one that we're calling French Press Hits. Ooh. So good. So good. So good. We'll so take good. on a fresh prints, French press hits, whatever. Well, Woo! 
Woo! Ha 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 ha! <laughs> Take off your shoes. Don't track dirt in the house. Respect your mom. Be nice to your teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this segment is basically designed to talk about um, some of our favorite records, but in a little twist. Um, I will be giving John a record to that I personally love and admire and think is a classic, and John will be giving me the same, vice versa. So do a little switch. Instead of just talking about much-beloved classics, yeah, every- where really there's nothing more to add, we're going to be focusing really on more contemporary albums, meaning albums from like the 90s. Well, on. it could be really anything. Yeah, but I feel like... I feel like what we both talk about is definitely within that range. Like, they're both from the 90s. Yeah, I think my my thought is, this album changed my life and is significant to me in any way, shape, or form. I want John to listen to it. John has thoughts and feelings about albums, too. And I need to experience those and understand why he likes them and have a little discussion. Yeah. And as always, we would love to hear your feedback on this since it's the first time we're doing it. We're all about trying to spice it up. Yeah, Keep we're on interesting, uh, tweak some things. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, G4D Podcast. Look us up. And we're on Tinder. No, we're not. No, we are not. <laughs> that is false. <laughs> yeah. False. <laughs> what, one of us is married and the other has a girlfriend. That's so right. that that is totally false. It was just there. It was open. It's okay. I'd you took a it. swing and yeah. And yeah we're actually on coffee meets bagel (laughs) (laughs) anyways well without their their ado yes um, let's talk without without their ado without further ado (laughs) we're a do they're a do there's a do i'm a do she's a do we're all do's hey yeah so we won't be doing our typical stuff this week we'll be back to our regular scheduled program next week yes i believe we're gonna be talking about um death cab for cutie and maybe uh animal collective too yep yep i think we should do both of those indie stalwarts right that that's a word right stalwarts it sounds like you're saying star wars wrong <laughs> stalwarts star stalwarts star i don't, I don't Spaceballs. know baseballs <laughs> uh i I think that's a real word. I think it is. I think it is. So let's kick it off. You gave me, they might be giants, Apollo 18. That's right. Now, before I go into my thoughts on this album, because like we were saying earlier, this is not an album that prior to me listening to it, I was familiar with it whatsoever. Mm Mm-hmm. But I know it's a big influence for you, and why is that? Well, for those of you at home, um, They Might Be Giants is probably my favorite band. I've seen them five, six times, I would say. Um, just I saw them in high school. My, it was like my first cool concert to go to, you know. I, me and my best bud, Adam, actually, I interviewed him um, about their latest album, I Like Fun, uh, a couple Sh- episodes Check it back. out. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so we saw them in high school together and we were instantly like, okay, we need to see them every time because their live performance is probably even better than their recordings. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I grew up with them too. You know, for those of you who probably know them, um, their big hit was, um, on tiny tunes. They were on the cartoon, tiny tunes. And then, um, Malcolm in the middle, of course, the, the, they wrote the daily show theme song and stuff like that. So, 
Yeah. Oh, they did Daily Show. Yeah, they did. A, they've done a lot of stuff. They've done children's music. They're, they're very eclectic in a way that is appealing to me because I like horns and jazz and rock elements, and all their music kind of incorporates that. Plus, as you've probably realized, the weirdness also attracts me too. Yes. But um, most they might be Giants fans consider Flood, um, the album before this one, their third album, kind of like. All right, if you've never heard them before, this is what you kind of need to listen to. It's got mm-hmm. Birdhouse and Your Soul and Particle Man and Istanbul and kind of like the big hits of They Might Be Giants. But this album actually came after it, about two years after. Um, the first two albums were all recorded with a drum machine and just the two guys, but this one had a full band for the first time. So because of that, there was more experimentations with horns and styles and just different things. Um, uh, the Johns, uh, John Lindsberg and John Linnell, I'm sorry, John Flansburg and John Linnell. I just combined their last names together. Um, they had this idea for like a cool CD thing where like every t- cause CD players were starting to become very popular in cars. So um, the last like few tracks on this album, last like 20 tracks actually, um, is in like a song collage medley called Fingertips. And each of them is about uh, like three to two minutes long. So the idea was you were to shuffle your car CD player and you get a different listening experience with intros to songs each time. So, but yeah, um, I personally love this album. I think it's really cool. It's, it's very unique. It's, it kind of, it's their quintessential sound, I would say, um, as far as rock and ballads and just lyrics themselves. And yeah, what, what did you think? So, first initial thoughts. I totally get it now. <laughs> I totally get why Adam is the way Adam is. Yeah, this is probably it. Like, there is so much of your personality that has been taken from that band. And I don't mean that in a bad way at all. Don't get me wrong. No, no. But I'm just saying that, like, it makes total sense. Knowing you and knowing you, obviously, off mic and all the times we've hung out. It is you from top to bottom. Yeah. (laughs) And it's got so many aspects that make you an interesting guy and a standout guy and somebody that's unique without being, like, unapproachable. Because I think they might be giants. Yes, you're right. They're quirky. They're weird. They got this great sense of humor. It could be very wry sometimes. But... Ultimately, I feel like a lot of people can get into them. I think that this album, kind of diving it right into it, probably the probably the first true deep dive I've ever given into a They Might Be Giants album. Yeah. And I felt like, okay, I'm enjoying a band here that doesn't have like any kind of pretense to it. Like I feel like you can go right into this and you don't need any backstory. You don't need to know anything about them. And you can just go along for the journey. Yeah. Like it's it's very much an album that you can pick up, you can enjoy, and you're gonna laugh and have fun. You're gonna have a good experience. Just kinda like hanging out with you, buddy. Aw. So for me, I found the album very unpredictable. Yes. It's it's almost like a jazz record. It's very it starts off kind of uh fast paced with the song Dig My Grave and then kinda slows down a little bit and it's got a little jazz ballad, like a mm-hmm. little, little kinda like a 1940s, like, and I love, like, everything about that. Yeah, it just, it was all over the place, but in a way that they were able to pull off. It's very hard to pull that off, and full credit to them, 
they're able to do it without really ever skipping a beat. I mentioned the great sense of humor. It's not only just very wry, it's also very clever as well, I thought, too, as well. Yeah, that's one of the main things I, I love about their lyrics. They're just very smart and very clever. And and I could see some people not getting it. I mean, it, there's definitely elements of nerd rock. And, you know, you kind of have to be in that mindset to enjoy this, per se. You know, with, you know, they talk about animals, you know, man, man, the song Mammal, you know, spiders and stuff. And, mm-hmm. It's actually oh, spi- spider. Spider, I got a Ooh, real good kick out of spider. Spider, spider. <laughs> Were those sound bites like samples, or was that actually the no, band? No, that was John. That That's was one of interesting. The just spider. See, I kind of appreciate that song even more because I thought like, oh, they were taking clips from maybe like an old movie or something like that. Not that That's actually old. them. That's actually how they got the name of their band from an old movie called They Might Be Giants. Oh. Yeah. I'm appreciating appreciating them even more as we talk about them. That's very, very cool. Yeah, it's it's one of those kind of albums that I don't know if I would make this their first album to show to somebody. Mm-hmm. I think Flood would be the better choice. See, that's... Because I started listening to that after this one. Okay. And I can see Flood being really the album that you give to a beginner. To exactly. The, and, to that's, band. and I wanted to give you Flood, but at the same time, everyone listens to Flood first. And mm-hmm. like... While there are elements of Flood that I really enjoy, I think, you know, since you like jazz music and you like kind of more rock indie thing, I thought this would be a better first album for you to experience because oh, of yeah. that. Yeah, and I, and I totally got that. And the experimental aspects of it, too, are something that I always appreciate. And, you know, like we've said before on this show, just because you're experimental doesn't mean you're good. These guys are. Now, excuse me. Now, you do have to be open-minded. yes. If you're somebody who, you know, expects certain things out of the music that you listen to and if it gets too weird and abstract for you and you kind of turn your brain off or just want to turn off the music, this isn't the band for you. And I think they're pretty intelligent, too. Mm-hmm. So there's some things that people might be like, why are they singing about that? Right, that's pretty dark about digging your own grave. And then there's that one track. I think was it Turn Around? Oh, I was working on that in my office. Yeah, it's about murdering someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Someone might hear that and be like, oh, that's sick. That's terrible. Yeah. Why am I listening to that? But then it's really weird how they, I really like how, like, you know, like Turn Around, for instance, it's got a really catchy beat and it sounds kind of fun and happy, but then you listen to it, you're like, whoa, wait, what? And that's what I really liked about it was that I was caught off guard with that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's a juxtaposition between the actual music that you're listening to and the lyrical content itself yeah so yeah i felt like there was a lot to appreciate about him but going back to the other point about listening to flood first i i think i still would have enjoyed listening to flood no it's a it's a great album yes yeah i i I, from what I, i didn't listen to the whole thing but from what i listened to i do agree but i i do think that if somebody is expecting this album to play by any sort of rules it's not going to be your thing yeah and that's kind of what i like about they might be giants they don't have like a set like there is a set sound and style per se but like they always experiment or try something new and it keeps it fresh and interesting which is what i really like yeah now i don't know if this propels me into becoming like the next they might be giants super fan yeah but i definitely have a greater appreciation for them here Mm -hmm. because you mentioned it earlier I really only knew them from Tiny Toons. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do, yeah. And, you know, it's, that's a great, fun song. And it's a song about what that happened in the 1950s, right? 
But yeah, it was I'm... a uh, cover by the. F- it was a song written by the four lads, and it was like kind of like a like a doo-wop, like it's Istanbul, it's Constantinople now. It's just like a f- quartet, mm. like a singing quartet, and then they covered it and kind of blew it, you know. But I mean that that's so weird for a band to cover that kind of topic. Yeah. When I guess that came out in the '90s, right? Yeah, it was like probably ninety. Oh man, ninety, I think. Yeah. It's a brand new record for 1990. They might be giants, brand new album flood. Yeah, 1990. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I can see the appeal. I absolutely do. Um, and for me, I really enjoyed the epicness at the end there. It does kind of stink that we don't have that CD shuffle option anymore, really. I mean, yeah, you can still shuffle songs. Yeah. But it would it's different in that context that you were talking about, like having it on a CD and in your car or wherever you're listening to it Mm -hmm. and then shuffling it as opposed to shuffling it while I'm streaming it, which is what I did. Yeah. Cause though that element right there was just kind of like, you know, maybe there were what five, eight seconds at most. Yeah. There's like 17 songs. And I think the longest one is like the last one, which is like a minute. (laughs) And the rest of them are like, I think the shortest one is like five seconds. Which one's your favorite? There was one. Yeah, if you sing it, I can tell you up. which one. Uh, oh, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to sing. I I'm think. Please pass the milk, please. <laughs> that, that is a good one. Like, what's that blue thing doing here? Yes, that's yeah, the one I what's like. That blue thing doing <laughs> here. I could probably do all of them actually, but that'll yeah, be for I another time. It. Yeah, I could totally believe it. Totally, <laughs> it's also fun totally to watch them do it live. Oh yeah, they they do that live. Oh yeah. See, I feel like that, that would be even better. If you look live. at that uh playlist. Or a set list that I got from one of their concerts, Fingertips. Nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. Yeah. That's a cool show. For, for those of you at home, Adam's got actually quite a bit of They Might Be Giants memorabilia here. <laughs> yeah. Even got some things that are signed. He was part of the Instant Fan Club. Three years running, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Talked about the set list. Is that a sticker? Uh, the top one is a sticker, I think, autographed by the drummer and the bass player. Nice. And then there's like they gave some like a little hol- holiday card, so I framed that too. Yeah, I have I have more stuff too. I need to get hung up, but you know who has time to get the Michaels these days? <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, when they have that uh, buy one get one sale on their poster frames, you and I will be both taking advantage of that. Ooh, yes, yes. So, since this is a new segment, I think the ultimate question that we're both going to ask each other is: Do you see why the other person considers it a classic? or a must-have, or an essential, what have you. And I totally see it. I totally get it. I mean, like I said, I'm not trying to sit here and say, like, oh, I'm a new They Might Be Giants fan. Like, I think this is an album that, honestly, I would need to be in the right mood to -hmm. listen to, because it's definitely, like, abstract in its structure and its delivery. And it's definitely one of those kind of things where I don't know if I would show a lot of people this band because i feel like some people would just not really get it yeah there i've had that happen before like and i don't mean to be like hipster about it no 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 they're not it's not that they're hard to get into they're just very eclectic for what they are and what kind of music they make and the right person you know can enjoy that or not enjoy that yeah and when you're covering such topics as like you know murdering people like 
there's a second track about like waiting until mom is dead to get Someday the money. mother will die and I'll get the money. And then the that statue song has, got me high. That's a, I palindrome I, but uh, there is actually the longest palindrome in that song. The part See? where he's like, Someday I'll be, 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 like that, that little part that goes before the last verse. That's a, You see, that's the kind of stuff that I feel like there would be people that we know who would listen to it would not pick up on that. Yeah. But you would. And that's ultimately why you love this band because they do those kind of things that really just catch you off guard and just aren't done in songs. Yeah, exactly. At all. Which is why I like them so much because it's like different material than what's out there. Like I'm sure there's more Easter eggs that you can go on and on and on about mm-hmm. with this album. I, yeah, I, you pointing it out just kind of blows my mind actually. Yeah. All right. Well, you know. Also too, um, Wait, never mind. Don't worry about it. No, I thought no, I had. No, no, I thought another. I thought I had another one, but I was like, "Wait, that's not right." So okay, all right. Well, I you know I'll just go into my final thoughts here. Um, I I definitely see why you see this as uh, view this as a classic, absolutely. And it's one of those kind of albums where like I've really never heard anything quite like it before. Yeah, and I think if you're one of those kind of people that only knows them from their couple of hits. This is a great album to get into. And for me, if I had to give it a rating based on our rating system that we give, I would definitely say it is a gotta have it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, sir. Um, Just because I think these guys have done something that nobody else does. Yeah. And anybody else that attempts to do it, is just going to look like there's definitely a, a lot of cat. imitators in some way shape or form but the johns are the original pioneers of this exactly kind of style. They, they, and that's the exact word i was yeah. looking for they are absolutely pioneers here like you know there's not one group that i can think of off the top of my head that sounds anything like them yeah i, I really can't think of anything i could like see similar. like some of jonathan colton's work you know Jonathan Colton? No. Um, he he is one of the hosts of uh, Ask Me Another on NPR. Oh. But he's a singer songwriter, kind of acoustic. I thought I recognized the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um he did a lot of music for Portal. You know that oh. this is a triumph. I make it a hit. He wrote that song. Oh. He's done okay. a couple other like video game esque stuff too, but he has a couple solo albums. He actually uh, famously did a cover of Baby Got Back, like a slow acoustic ballad of hmm. the Sir Mixlot song. And Glee did it on the show, but they basically took all of his recording and like just scrapped his sound, what? like his voice. So they re-recorded with them just singing them, and he didn't give them obviously permission. So he actually did for charity. He posted a, a cover to iTunes. It was "Baby Got Back" covered by Jonathan Colton, covered by Glee, and it was like a recording of the, <laughs> for the his original single. But he gave all the money to charity. But that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I. I haven't checked out his solo stuff, but I mean, for yeah, I'll show you some stuff. Yeah, I, I'd I be, I'd like be really interested in that. Yeah, I, I definitely see the appeal, sir. I definitely do. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, appeal, uh, John has given me to listen to "Music Has the Right to Children" by Boards of Canada. Um, probably when I first met John, um, this was all he talked about. Really? Boards of Canada? <laughs> Dude, you got to listen to Boards of Canada. I was like, oh, I've not heard of Boards of Canada. Please enlighten me. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> everybody out there who's listening to this who knows me on a personal basis that I'm that guy no, that just constantly, 
recommends music and talks up bands or rather uh, artists. Yeah. Like Boards of Canada. So I, I, I've, I read some stuff about it and I see it's a classic and well, listening to it further, I can now understand why it's considered a classic. And, and I'll kind of give a little quick brief uh, background on them here for yeah. those who aren't familiar. So they are a Scottish electronic music duo. And they've been around for a good amount of time, really starting in the late 80s. And they're on the record label Warp, which I think is one of the best record labels out there. Aphex Twin is also on there. Autexture is on there. Mm, a lot of these classic pioneers. Yes, classic pioneers of electronic music, especially in the underground scene, so to speak. Mm. And this was their debut album, which came out in 1998. And it's regarded just not as one of the best idm albums which is short for intelligent dance music Hmm. it's considered like one of the best of all time pitchfork put it at number two of their best idm albums of all time i think it should be number one what's number one apex twins uh selected ambient works Mm. 85 through 92 volume one so which great album but i still think this one should be above it and it's funny, too, because Boards of Canada's album got a higher rating than that one. Interesting. So, a- anyway, so semantics. But <laughs> still, their sound is electronica. It's down-tempo. It's ambient techno. It's got, um, you know, elements of even a little bit of hip-hop here and yeah. there. And it's really – they're really hard to quantify, and they're really one of those kind of groups where – when you're in you're in like they're one of those kind of groups where you really get lost within their music yeah that's definitely the feeling i got when i listened to it it was like this immersive experience almost where like i felt like almost in a movie per se like there's like a definitely like a starting point and it kind of just builds and builds and builds and then quiets down a little bit and keeps Mm. going more and like it's hard to quantify i guess for me like ambient music because i'm now like starting to get into it and stuff so like what should i listen for what are the elements and i think this is like the pinnacle of what not to compare other albums to it but i feel like a lot of albums try to emulate this kind of sound and style but like it was oh, i loved it i'm i am so happy to funny hear enough that. uh there's a song on here roy g biv which is all the colors of the uh rainbow mm-hmm. uh they might be giants also has a song called roy g biv off their science oh, album nice. yeah Look at that. There's a nice little connection right yeah, there. Yeah, look at that. But, yeah. like, it, it totally, like, this is one of those albums, like, you have to listen to front and back in one sitting. It's because you want to see where it's going next. You want to see where the elements are taking it and the styles and the sounds that they get are going to. And I bought it also on record, too. And, of course, it sounds phenomenal. Sounds but, phenomenal on vinyl. Yeah. Absolutely sounds This is phenomenal. definitely one of those, like, well, spoilers on my review here, but this is, like, if you have a record player and you need to get this album completely on, on agree, it. completely agree. It is a must own of a record. And the best description I've ever seen for this band was actually from a YouTube comment. And I know, I know you do comments <laughs> like that doesn't sound like the best place to find something intelligent, but someone had said that boards of Canada made them feel nostalgic for a place they've never been. Hmm. And that's such a, underlying thing here Dang. like what boards of canada does with their music like they weren't the first to do it on this album but they created something that just 
would lay the groundwork for so many other groups and inspire so many other people down the line. Oh, yeah, you can definitely tell they were ahead of their time. I feel like um, Radiohead's OK Computer and this yep. album, too, kind of draw a lot of parallels together in the sense that no one had really done this kind of thing before. A lot of Tom York's solo stuff, too, is really influenced by Boards Canada, Aphex Twin, Autexture. So. Yeah, just the sounds of the ambience that they're you know, making and building up. is just It's beautiful, too. It's not really haunting. It's more like this ambient beauty behind it, which is what I really liked about it. Like, I never felt this sense of, like, you know, worry or like, ooh, what's going to happen now? Like, it's an exciting, like, ooh, wait, what's going to happen? Ooh, wait, where's this beat going? Or what, how is this going to change? Yeah, because there are a lot of songs on here that do just an excellent job of the buildup. Yes, yes. Like, it's they, all about the slow buildup. Most of these mm-hmm. tracks are pretty long with, like, little segments in between them. Um, like, the first song, Wildlife Analysis, it kind of sets it's the like tone. like an interlude, essentially. Yeah, and then An Eagle in Your Mind, of course, kind of is this long, you know, six-minute song. And then it, it kind of breaks it, but I like that a lot. I like the, okay, you had this taste of whatever this was. Okay, here's a little break yeah. before we transition you. So I think it's, the album is set up, like, for success like that. I completely agree. And it's just one of those kind of experiences that you really – that's really unique mm-hmm. in its own because like I was saying, they, they might not have invented this kind of style of music. No, but they definitely perfected it and found their way to tell it. And yeah. it definitely works and you can definitely see the other artists emulate it in some exactly. way, shape or form. Pretty much, you know, c- kind of like warping tapes. Yeah. Kind of give them that like, uh, trying, trying to think like, Almost as if like the tape is gonna fall off the spool, kind of sound. Yeah. Have they ever like done like a score to a movie or anything? They haven't. I mean, mm. their music has been featured in different places here and there. Right. I would I, love to see them score a movie. I think there could be really some cool. Things oh, I like agree that. with that. Completely agree with that. And I think what is so strong about this album is that it keeps you coming back. Mm-hmm. And every time you listen to it, you're going to find something new and exciting. Yeah. I think what I want to do next is definitely listen to it on record, but like plug my headphones in and just like get lost for like an hour and just really listen around me and stuff. Especially on the track. I believe it's the fourth track. Um, not an eagle in your mind. It's telephasic. Jeez, uh, I just had it right here. I'm sorry. Do you have it? Uh, the, the telephasic workshop. There. Yes. That one right there, just, <laughs> oh, man, I, I love that track so much because it does this whole thing, like we were talking about the buildup before, where they've got several samples going on at once. Yeah. And they speed up, they slow down, they're, like, all over the place. It's almost, like, glitchy, and it's, like, at some points, the samples are just, like, and then out of nowhere, they'll come out with some other crazy sample where it's, like, oh, I guess we're in Canada. Which I never really know what that guy says, (laughs) right? but it sounds cool. Like, they do things with sounds that so many other people have now tried to duplicate. And, you know, I could mention so many artists off the top of my head that they've influenced. Lone, Machine Drum, uh, Dead Mouse is another person. Mm. Like, really, you can go on and on about just how important this album was for so many electronic artists. Yeah, it really paved the way. Really, really did. And it's just one of those kind of albums, too, where you you mentioned it earlier, you need to listen to it front to back, but you're going to listen to it and you're going to really feel things that you've never felt before. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. 
Like it is not I was an, smiling the whole time. Yeah. Like it is not an album that you talk through. No. Nope. It is an album that you absolutely need to listen to, and I completely agree with your point. I'm excited for you to listen to it with the headphones on because you'll notice little things that you didn't the first time around. Yeah. Like listening to this like on MP3 is a completely different experience than listening to it on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And just I I can't talk enough good things about this album yeah this album was celebrating its uh, 20th anniversary this year and it really just has aged beautifully yeah no, Do you have I, anything further to add i definitely see why you like this album and enjoy it and it really you know as someone who's not as familiar with electronic music as you this kind of was okay this is it i will this is the pinnacle this is going to be great and i knew that going in but like i didn't really realize how much i would enjoy it and now I understand why you enjoy it and strive to find other artists that emulate that kind of sound and style. So, yeah, it's definitely got to have it. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I can't stress enough. Like, if you're someone who can enjoy beat music, mm-hmm. you need this in yeah. your life. Yeah. Like, and if you are a true electronic fan, this needs to be in your collection. I can't stress that enough and i wanted to talk about one other specific track is probably actually if i had to choose one favorite track Mm -hmm. on this album it's aquarius and i was really curious as to what your thoughts were on that song because it's got sesame street samples on there yeah right that was like really weird to hear people counting it's got little kids giggling (laughs) like yeah that's right it's got like samples (laughs) but they say that and I'll never forget. I was playing that one time in the car, and my wife was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> it's like any time I put on a Frontier Psychiatrist, and people are like, "What the heck oh, is I this know. by the Avalanches?" I know, I know that that's another perfect album there, if you ask me. Yep. And I'm so glad to hear you loved it. So so glad because yeah. this is one that you're going to keep on coming back to again and again. Now there was a re-release when. It was re-released, I think, in 2004. Four, yeah. Uh, they included an extra track from one of their earlier EPs called Happy Cycling, which is another great track. It's not on the vinyl, but it is on the uh, MP3, or okay. if you're streaming it. Hmm. And it is a really great track to kind of close things out with. So it's one of those kind of songs that, again, it's got that build-up, it's got that change-up, and it's just got this groove to it that just... I don't know, man. I feel like I'm floating in space and so listening to it. I don't know how else to describe it. All right, I'll listen to that one. Yeah, you'll you will have to check out that track. Maybe uh, maybe I'll play it for you later in the car. Sweet. So yeah, it's I, man. I could talk about this album forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Just, it makes me so happy that you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great. It, it really, really does. Yeah, and just for for kind of wrapping up this show, I think we've kind of covered everything that we need to with both of these. And I hope for those of you listening, if you haven't checked these albums out, you should. I know they're radically different, but I think, uh, you know, one you can listen to the, during the day, and that's They Might Be Giants, and then Boards of Canada you can listen to Un- Unwind during the night with yeah, Boards of Canada. exactly. But ultimately, I think we can kind of wrap things up by kind of offering up next steps from those albums. So check those out. Yeah. And then if you want to check out more from there, I think you need to check out Boards of Canada's uh, Geodaddy. Mm. Uh, G-E-O-D-A-D-D-I uh, It's a bit more darker Like it's even almost like kind of creepy Ooh. But it's an excellent follow up I mean everything that Boards Canada does Is worth 
checking out in my opinion they even have lots of great eps too but this is a great follow-up album for anybody who you know really enjoys music has the right to children what would you recommend for they might be giants um i mean you can go back to I would say all their older albums before are really good. It's kind of also like more quirky, like their self-titled, they might be giants. Definitely Lincoln, their second album, and of course Flood. But um, this one what was it? Oh, 2013, they put out an album called Nanobots, which is kind, of, which is really good. I highly recommend. If you're looking for like kind of like the new sound of what they're going for, uh, Nanobots is excellent. Cool. Very very cool. Very much a return to form in a good way, and yeah. has actually some fingertips-esque moments in it too. So it's pretty cool. All right, that's good to hear. Yeah, that's good to hear, man. Yeah, I I hope everybody who's listening to this and who hasn't checked out these albums checks them out. Yeah, because I think they're really worth everybody's time. And I know we're kind of winding down here. I I know I'm almost out of coffee. I know you are too. Sadly, I know, I know. So, such is life. But I I do think this is a great discussion, buddy. I think we'll need to do this again sometime soon. Yeah, I think we need to get some feedback from everybody who listened in. We hope you guys all enjoyed this little uh, change up here. A little French press. Hits. Yeah. Little French press hits. Yes. Fresh, fr- fresh prints. Fresh, fresh press hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What a tongue twister. Yeah. Yeah. Right. French press hits. <laughs> Hot off the press. I, I like it. Nice. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, we'll be back to a regularly scheduled program next week with yep. Death Cab for Cutie and Animal Collective, all news and other music that we think you should check out. So please keep on telling all your friends, family, loved ones, significant others. Enemies. Enemies. Frenemies. Want them all. Want them all. Want them all. We really can't. Thank you enough, everybody, for your support. You all have been awesome. We're off to a great start with this podcast. We can't thank you guys enough. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. So I think this has been another good episode of Grounds for Discussion. discussion. Au revoir. Ooh, changing it up. Au revoir. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of G4D, Grounds for Discussion with Adam and John. Stay up to date on future episodes and all our caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4DPodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.